Real Sports Talk for Real Sports Fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Jim and Trent, we are here for another wonderful day of sporting conversation from now until we take you all the way until 6 o'clock tonight. And a happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone. A great show lined up today. Chris Andrews from Las Vegas from the South Point Casino will be our guest coming up at 420. Can't wait to have Chris on. Then we're going to be joined by John Cannon, and we'll talk NBA at about 440. Wolfgang joins the show on the NBA, some Stanley Cup and Hawkeye conversation as well at 5, and then the Hawkeye Swarm comes your way today at 530. Trent, how are you, pal? Uh, not too bad, Jimmy B. Getting ready for this weekend, uh, pumped up for that. It's uh, it's a good one. It always is when we yeah. get to Memorial Day weekend and the weather. Well, it feels like summer has already hit us here in our first kind of... It, it's the first stop point that we always talk about in baseball. We've reached this point. Time to take a little di- digger deep, but look at things. But Jim, you know, we've talked so little baseball this week. The, the NBA and NHL playoffs have, have dominated mm-hmm. on the local front. We've been talking a lot about, you know, what the decisions are going to be for Tyler Cook with Lindell Wigington. There's been a lot happening there. Seems like ba- baseball is it's taken a back seat here the last couple of weeks. Well, it has, and anytime you have playoffs, that changes. Every time I say the word playoffs, I always go back to playoffs. Uh, I just can't help it. Uh, but but that's what happens. I mean, they are dominating. Look, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs have had some of the best ratings on TV, TV that they've had in years. And now we have two great stories with Washington and Las Vegas, and the hype for the Stanley Cup final is going to be tremendous. The NBA has not disappointed at least the last couple of games here. So, And we should get another really terrific game tonight. And... And I just think that they do, and and we've had this conversation before in the NBA, that they are able to sell their stars so well, Trent, that they become household names. Even if you're not a basketball fan or even an NBA fan, you know the names of the players on some of these teams. And, and I think that is really what helps when you get into the NHL and the NBA playoffs. You know, it's funny you mentioned the stars, and my wife's not a real big yeah. basketball fan. She loves her football, but basketball not at uh, the top of her, her list of things that she enjoys. But she got excited last night. Now, the crowd shot to, to Clyde and Hakeem hang, hanging out. That didn't do a whole yeah. lot for her. But J.J. Watt, when they kept showing him, all of a sudden, the attention of the yeah. counted household turned back to the television. She got away from the iPad. She was looking at, hey, hey, there's J.J. Watt. What's he up to? Well, they're in Houston, he, honey. And he's sitting, he's sitting next to J- uh, uh, Justin Timberlake. Yes. He and Timberlake were hanging out in the first row having fun. So no wonder. But that's but see, that's it. It's It's the star power that the NBA has. And I just saw that uh, – uh, they are now selling tickets for like $1,100, the highest price in forever for the uh, NHL for the first game in Vegas. Seats are 1100 bucks and going up. Wow, that's a uh, that's un- that's that's unheard of. That's a pricey one, no doubt, and uh, it's going to continue both in Vegas and in Washington. I heard DC ticket prices are expensive, as you'd anticipate. They've been 
without yes. a cup for 20 years. And, and yeah. he, you know, we, we talk about the, the crazy story that is Vegas in their first year getting there, but you look at the historical ineptitude to Washington, a, a city with four now professional sports with the uh, moving of the Expos in there, what, 10, 12 years ago when, when they made their right. way. They haven't had a cha- team make it to a championship since... 1998, when the Capitals got to the Stanley Cup. They haven't won a championship since the Redskins of 1992. Jimmy B., we're going back a long time ago. There's lots yeah. of people hearing our voices here today. They don't remember 1992. <laughs> no, they don't. And uh, look, if you're a Redskins fan uh, and you lived in the 80s where they were in the ni- early 90s where the Skins were dominant, my gosh, you saw some unbelievable football with those Joe Gibbs teams and Marcus Allen and everybody else that was involved and they were and they were terrific uh, football teams that were the Washington Redskins at that time. But now Trent, they have been since Daniel Snyder has taken over, he's just ruined it and doesn't care because the guy's a gazillionaire and makes money hand over fist, and it it doesn't matter to him. But you're right. The Washington Capitals have kind of been the forgotten franchise. Look, when they were the Washington Bullets, they won an NBA title, and I believe Dick Mata was the coach at that particular time. And then the next year, Rick Barry and the Golden State Warriors beat them. So they went back-to-back. They just didn't win the second time around. So they, they have been starved. The baseball team, the Nationals, how good they are, haven't been to a World Series. So they really have kind of, you know, taken it, uh, uh, I, I, I guess, in the backside for uh, so, much, so many numbers of years now. that And we all know that... DC, it's so freaking corrupt with all the politicians anyway that it's it's just a mess of a city. But they just haven't had really anything to really get excited about until now. And the Washington Capitals will play in the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, Jimmy B, on a local front here, uh, our buddy over at the Register, Chad Lights to Cow and does a great job on, on the Hawkeye beat and all the guys over at the Register do and certainly mm-hmm. wish uh, they were able to join us, but uh, their boss says that that is not allowable. That's a conversation for a different day. But Jimmy yes. B, uh, Dico had this tweet today in an article up at HawkCentral.com. This is what Chad yep. said in his tweet. I think it's more likely than not that Tyler Cook keeps his name in the NBA draft. So with that, Jim, you hear that quote from Dicow, as you know, as plugged into anybody over there in Iowa City. I've told you from the get-go, it felt mm-hmm. like he was had one foot out the door. We had that weird, weird scenario about a month ago after the uh, award ceremony over in Iowa City where Tyler Cook says he's not going to talk to the media and Cordell Pemsel saying things and then it's misconstrued and they come out the next day with the press release. It's been an odd spring overall, but I maintain throughout. I, I still believe, is Tyler Cook an NBA player right now? No, he's not. He's not close to it. But from everything that I'd heard from the get-go, he was ready to play professionally. And playing professionally, I think this is missed with some people. They hear that and they think, oh, he, well, he thinks he's an NBA player. No, no, that's, that's not always the case. I but gotcha. just going out there, collecting a paycheck, getting paid, yep. and it's not a lot of money, but getting paid to play basketball, and maybe more importantly, 
going out there and learning to play at the NBA level and learning what it's going to take to be good at that level. Not to be good collegiately, but to be what they want at that level. Tyler Cook felt like he was always heading that path. Lysico's tweet today says just that as well. Tyler Cook, put whatever percentage you want on it. He's not going to be back in Iowa City. That's what everything seems to be pointing at right now. Is that where you sit today, Jim? I felt like that when I read that tweet as well, Trent. And you're correct in your assumption. He is not ready for the NBA. But you also made a really good point. And that is people don't get that you can get paid and get paid handsomely if you want to go overseas. But you now can play in the G League and make like seven grand a month for five months. Okay. So with that being said, it's thirty-five grand. Well, you make thirty-five grand in five months. Okay, I got that. I've got money in my pocket. There there are other ways for you to be paid playing basketball. I I got the feeling that when he referenced that I think it was uh, he said where well, he said I'm not going to Missouri but he never said that he was going to come back to Iowa either and he has never referenced well if things don't work out I'm going to come back I've never heard that from him and I believe that he believes that he is now ready to make money as a player and that's fine mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm fine with that I, I you know go go live your dream uh, you you have to you have to do that. I always tell people, Trent. You hear me say it all the time. It's always better to be a has been than a never have. And people can say, well, he's just a has been. Yeah, I am, and I'm proud of it because I got a chance to live it. So from that standpoint, I wish him the best if that's his decision. And if he's on a two way contract on a G League team, okay. Hey, look. Abdel Nader, former Iowa State player, is on that Boston Celtics bench. Mm -hmm. He's getting minutes, even though it might be cleanup minutes in the uh, playoffs. Abdel Nader paid the price, and now he is flying first class on the team jet and making probably league minimum, which is around a million dollars a year. I'd take that, wouldn't you? It's good money. Good money if you could get it. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very interesting, and from Tyler Cook, the one that felt like there was a better chance than not him going, we go to the other side, and we go up to Iowa State, and mm-hmm. as it sits with Lindell Wigington, and Wigington is a guy that initially, when the news broke, it, it was very simple. It was, yeah, he, he's going to go, and he's going to go through this process, but, I mean, all signs pointed to he was coming back, almost regardless, unless he got a first-round grade. But the deeper into this process that it goes, Jim, I don't know if it's a better than a 50-50 shot. 50-50 is what Steve prohm has been saying on the Cyclone Tailgate Tour here throughout the last week or two. But I I look at this, and it feels like he is he's at least closer to making a decision to making the jump and playing professionally than staying in college than he was when this whole process started. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think that... Once people start to dig a little deeper into the process and find out where teams might stash you and then find a way to pay you, you have to remember that this is a business. And a business means that you're going to collect a paycheck. So you might play in the G League for those five months, 
And then you might get 10-day contracts or get signed with your two-way deal to come and join the big club if there's uh, somebody who is injured. You never know how it's going to play out, Trent. And I, I think both of these guys will – I think it will come down to the wire for both of them. I don't think you're going to see anything this weekend. I think it will come down to the wire at the end of the month before they both declare. I think that's a good call. I think that's a safe place yeah. to be sitting, and, and I think I'm, I'm in the same thought process as you. Always a dangerous place to be. With that, Jimmy B, we, uh, <laughs> we talked about it yesterday to begin the show. We got Vegas numbers. That's right. Chris Andrews, our buddy at the South Point, the first Vegas shop to release their numbers for their college football game of the year. Iowa-Iowa State is on there. The Hawkeyes, a seven-point favorite. Three other Hawkeye games listed. Northwestern, the Hawkeyes, a touchdown favorite. Also, eight against Nebraska and a five-point underdog against Wisconsin. We'll talk about that, get the local look, and a look at Vegas. And, of course, well, that Vegas team we talked about at the top making a Stanley Cup final and what it means out there with their buddy Chris Andrews from the South Point. You ready to do it, Jim? Always ready, pal. You know me. I'm, uh, I'm rip-roaring and ready to go. Coming back with more on the other side. We're here with you until 6 o'clock on this Memorial Day three-day weekend. We'll be off on Monday, but back at it on Tuesday. Still almost two hours to go here. Until 6 o'clock, Jimmy B and TC. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBTG. Boom! Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first, but then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. The United States Track and Field Outdoor Championships are returning to Des Moines June 21st through the 24th. Over 1,000 of the best track and field athletes from across the country will compete at the historic Blue Oval at Drake Stadium. Get in on the action. Purchase tickets at draketicks.com slash USATF and find volunteer opportunities at catchdesmoines.com. Sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Napa Auto Parts has expertise in parts you need to help keep your car on the road no matter how many miles it has. Quality parts, helpful people, that's Napa know-how. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines, is loaded with great golf gear for Father's Day. Golf Headquarters Father's Day sale starts now. Cleveland Wedges, $79.99. Callaway Hybrids, $89.99. Odyssey Pro Putters, $99.99. Pro V1 Reloads or Father's Day promo at $19.99 a dozen. But Joy Superlight Golf shoe now $59.99 on closeout. Taylor made drivers on special for $199.99. Golf headquarters Clock Tower Square has the new Ping G400. Taylor made twist face drivers and the jailbreak Callaway Woods, all the best in stock and on sale. Golf headquarters five star Google fitting review says it all and launch monitor fitting with certified fitters is free with purchase for Father's Day. Nike Puma Adidas on sale from 10 to 50% off. Taylor made golf balls $14.99 a dozen. Golf bags on sale starting at $79.99. Golf headquarters Father's Day sale starts now. Give certificates available. One day golf club regripping service for Father's Day. Golf headquarters, your place to shop for Father's Day. Stop by 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. 
scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is, if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 440- one one three three. The Heritage Carousel in Union Park will open for the 2018 season on Saturday, May 26th. The carousel will be open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday, and the cost is still just 50 cents for kids to ride. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. You can stay informed of all the carousel events and news at our website, heritagecarousel.org, or find us on Facebook. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, And we are here for your listening pleasure until 6 o'clock tonight. No show on Monday with Memorial Holiday. Back again on Tuesday. Uh, We're going to have Chris Andrews on from the South Point in just a moment. I just noticed something from there, though, and we could ask Chris about this. Mm -hmm. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, Trent, have tweeted out that because the fans are so much in love with this team that they... When they have their practice sessions at a uh, at the practice facility, they now will come will let the fans come first serve, uh, first admitted, and then they're going to have to close the doors because there are so many people who are just showing up for the practice facility. I got to talk to Chris about this. The hockey hotbed known as Vegas, just what we anticipated. Yes, right? 
Yeah, yeah. He joins us right now, South Point Casino. Chris Andrews, it's always good, pal, when you're on the show. I mean, what is going on? I, did you think, did you think, Chris, when, when, when the NHL said they're going to Vegas, did you think that it would be like this? Well, I, I don't think anyone, the owner, the management, no one ever thought it would be like this. Uh, we were hoping for a successful season uh, as far as attendance and that sort of thing. I think the most optimistic guy in the world thought maybe they could challenge for a playoff spot, maybe. But even that was a little bit of a reach. But what this has turned into, I, <laughs> I mean, I hate to make the comparison because it seems kind of stupid, but it's almost like the Beatles are here in Las Vegas. You know, I mean, there's everybody <laughs> loves this thing, and uh I mean, and I mean everybody. It's it's been crazy. It, it has been, and the way this team was built, I, I did hear an interesting theory the other day. Something I hadn't thought of, and a lot of times when expansion teams come in, it's two. And two teams are brought in at the same time. Happened many times in hockey. It's happened in other sports. And with it being one with the expansion draft, well. It's easier to scout because there's not another team also picking, you know, out of that group of players that is available. Have you heard that float that theory floated out there? Maybe why they've been so quick to do it because, well, they weren't going against another team out there with the expansion draft. You know, I, I really hadn't heard that theory. I, I'm going to have to think about that a little bit. But at, uh, at first glance, I would say it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, uh, you know, they had to they they could go ahead and get the cream of the crop. Without having to worry about, well, if we get overloaded on defensemen, and then we're going to miss out on forwards, and because you know, the other team's going to have them. But that, that's an interesting concept. I, I'll have to mull that over a little bit, but it might have some legs to it. Okay. We got a lot of questions locally because all the, uh, the lines, the early lines have come out, and we'll get to that uh, in just one moment. One, one other Vegas question for you on the Knights. Where do you have them in this series with the Washington Capitals? Where is it? Who's favored, and how is it playing out at the South Point, Chris? Uh, well, right now I, I have the Knights a dollar fifty. Uh, so we we opened it even higher. We were up to a dollar seventy. We got bet all the way down to a minus one thirty-five. Now we're back up to minus one fifty. So we've been all over the place. It's uh, you got a lot of guys. I mean, this still is a gambling town. And as many fans as there are of the Knights, there's always, uh, you know, the short sellers that are looking to uh, bet against them, too. So, I mean, there's no shortage of those guys. And they usually, number one, they do their homework. Number two, they usually have a lot of money. And a lot of those guys did show up and they bet against the Knights, but now it's getting overpowered uh, by the public. But also, I have a couple guys that I think are pretty sharp bettors. That, are, that have come in on the Knights. You know, they think that uh, this team is just playing some great hockey. They really move the puck. I, you know, I think they have a little bit of a physical disadvantage. They're not nearly as, as physical as the Caps, but I do think they also have a speed advantage, and I definitely think they have a goaltender advantage. So I think it's going to be a pretty good series. But i got to tell you, in all honesty, I, I like the Knights. I think they're going to win this thing. Well, and you're in good shape because, well, the, the goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury, a former Penguin, right? Well, that's why, you know, <laughs> some people laughed at me. Like, I saw guys open at 500 to 1, yeah. 300 to 1. I yeah. opened at 150 to 1, and I, I don't want to tell you just how smart I am, but I did think with Flurry and Goal, I thought they they might be able to challenge for 
for a playoff spot. I didn't think any more than that, believe me. But uh, I didn't want to go too high because I really thought that uh, Flurry was going to keep him in a lot of games, and you know, obviously he's done a lot more than that. Well, he has. All right, uh, that'll be fun, and we'll do some maybe some NBA at, at the very end. But let's get local okay. here because the lines have come out, and, of course, everybody checks it out immediately. And we'll start with the big Cy-Hawk game with Iowa and Iowa State. All right, you've got it at 7. Explain, please. Well, I opened it at 7. All the money came in on Iowa State really strong. (laughs) I'm down to 4 on this game now. Wow. Yeah, strictly with money. So, uh, I, you know, I mean, I really, uh, I I thought, you know, I think Iowa State's going to be pretty good again this year, but I thought Iowa was going to be much better. And, uh, well, the betters disagreed with me. <laughs> you know, they came in and played the other way. And uh, I could see it, really. I think Iowa State really is kind of a coming program. A lot of times you don't just, uh, you know, ascend straight up the stairs. You know what I mean? It, there's some bumps in the road. And I thought Iowa State might have a couple bumps in the road this year, mostly because nobody's going to fall asleep on them. Not that Iowa would ever fall asleep on Iowa State. But they have uh, – Iowa State's played them pretty tough over the years. And uh, getting a touchdown, and they took even a little more than that. You know, um, I could see where these guys did come in on Iowa State, and I could see their reasoning. So, you know, as we went through here, you have that's the only Iowa State game listed, and I'm not yeah. going to lie. I wanted to see yeah. maybe Iowa State, Oklahoma listen. You know, throw those cycles yeah. a bone out there, but that's okay. But you do have four Iowa games listed, including that one. That one here, I, I think the reaction for most everybody oh, seems a little bit high. The Northwestern one seemed a little bit high. Nebraska, that's fine. They're not going to be very good. But then the Wisconsin game, they come into Kinnick this year. I want to say last year when you had that lineup, and and correct me if I'm wrong or if you can remember, Chris, your summer line for Iowa at Wisconsin a year ago was like 17.5. You opened this one at 5, and kind of same kind of scenario. Do you like the Hawkeyes maybe more than than the national uh, perception is right now? Well, I... I guess the answer is yes, you know, because uh, the money also showed not a whole lot, but a little bit on Wisconsin over Iowa. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I have my own methodology of doing, uh, of making power ratings. And, uh, yeah, I think Iowa's going to have a pretty good year. I think they're pretty good. So probably uh, my rating is probably a little bit higher than the public perception. I think that's very fair to say. You know, I I think they're going to have a pretty good year this year, yeah. Hope you're right. Hope you're right on that I'm one. I'm sure you guys do. Yeah. Hey, hey, one more question on the Iowa front. I got this from a couple of people on Twitter. So we know in the NFL, most stadiums are three, three and a half. That, that's the, the advantage that you put in there with a little bit of leeway, depending on some different things. College football is a lot different. Your home field advantage can be worth a whole lot more. What do you have Kinnick Stadium rated as, as a home stadium? How many points do you give the Hawks when they're at home? Uh, boy, I'd have to look at my schedule here for a second, but I'm pretty sure I give them four for being at home. Uh-huh. You always have to be a little bit careful with those, though. The way I do, I try to be as mathematically inclined as possible. Let me let me pull this out, though. I think I got it right here. Uh, Iowa, 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 three and a half. I have them three and a half. Yeah. I think I lowered them a little bit, and I think I lowered almost everybody. These teams, you know, when you wind up doing your figures. You know, you have to take into effect that most of these teams, and you know, 
Iowa's really not, I mean, they're not Alabama, but, you know, some of these teams, they don't really play too many road games. You know, they get your, your, your in-conference games that, you know, is a pretty balanced schedule. But outside of the conference, they don't really play that many road games. Now, Iowa does have a home-and-home with Iowa State. Uh, I'm not sure what all their other, I haven't done quite that much homework on them, but uh, they, like I said, Bama, they never play a road game, really, <laughs> outside of the conference. You know, So it, it seems like Alabama's a great home team, but they're just a great team, period. You know, and they just, uh, there's not too many times they're tested on the road. I'd love to see them go up to Penn State or Notre Dame or something like that in November and really test them. But, uh, you know, that's probably not going to happen while Nick Saban's there. But, you know, that, that's why I have to lower some of them. It, it is strictly a math thing, but I was, I got them three and a half, but they're probably worth a little bit more, but it depends on who they're playing. Chris Andrews is our guest from the South Point in beautiful Lost Wages, Nevada. It's always great when we have Chris on. All right, so everybody wants to know about Wisconsin, considered to be the team, once again, that will own the western part of the Big Ten. And you have whiskey at, what, four or five? Uh, I think some people thought it was going to be a little more than that. What's up with that one? Well, I am five over Iowa, but I am up to six. So a little bit of money did show on Wisconsin. And once again, maybe my evaluation on uh, Iowa is uh, a little better than what the the public perception is. I think Wisconsin is going to be, you know, pretty much what we've seen the last couple years, really good, uh, especially good at home. They are good at home. Uh, But, you know, they travel fairly well, too. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to be real good, probably uh, own the Western Division of the Big Ten. But uh, I don't think it's going to be quite the cakewalk, cakewalk they've had in the last couple of years. I think, uh, you know, Iowa, for one, is going to challenge them. And, you know, who knows, maybe Northwestern jumps up or Nebraska or somebody like that. You know, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, they're going to be pretty darn good once again. Nebraska's not jumping up this year. Chris. <laughs> not this year. Maybe well, next year, yeah. And uh, so when are we going to see win totals? Are you close to uh, laying those out for college football? Well, I'll tell you what, I pretty much finished my end of the power ratings just today. Mm-hmm. We feed them into the computer tonight, and I have a program that I designed with my old business partner. Uh, so they'll spit them out, and, you know, they're strictly math, and I'll go through them and, you know, make some adjustments, you know, probably relatively minor, you know, but, uh, but, the math, no, the numbers will speak for themselves for the most part. But, you know, i, I got to take a look at them, and some of them you just uh, you have to make some some adjustments, you know, hopefully minor, but, you know, one or two might be a little bit major. But we're going to have them done. Uh, we're going to open them up Sunday morning. Nice. You know? Wow. Yeah, okay. so Sunday morning, 11 o'clock my time, they will be up and operating. Well, so. uh, can you can you give us a preview, Iowa, Iowa State? No. No, no I can't. No, I don't have them yet. Hang on one second. <laughs> yeah, we, we always got to push. We always got to check yes, with our buddy Chris do. Andrews. Just, yeah, just I, I'd love to help you out, but I don't have them. I just gave them to my guy. He's okay. going to feed them into the computer, <laughs> and I don't want to give you any wrong information. Let's put that. I think both are going to come out fairly well, though. I, I you know, at least okay. what I this it feels like here, Chris. This is going to be the most anticipated for both schools, for both Iowa and Iowa State year going yeah, into the season. And 
probably, I mean, you might have to go back to the 70s when Iowa State was really good. Now, even back then, Iowa was terrible in the 70s. So, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if there's ever been a season like this. They're on the fringes, both teams, of some of those top 25s. They've showed up in a couple. USA yep. Today had Iowa State at 22. Iowa was in the athletics at number 23, I think it was. There hasn't been a season like this here, so you can understand the excitement. Jimmy B, uh, talk yeah. a little basketball before we run out of time. All right, Chris, uh, I know we're running tight on time. Tonight in the NBA, uh, in your estimation, do the Cavaliers force a seventh game? And what do you have the line at? Well, we're at six and a half. I opened the game seven. Uh, one of our good customers bet me 100000 plus the seven. So right now I'm rooting for the Cavs pretty good. But we got a couple hours yet till game time to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, the big money's been on the Celtics. Uh, public money has been on the Cavs, and then we'll see if we get a little closer to even by game time. But right now, all the money definitely on the Celtics. So you saw the injury last night to Chris Paul, so you knew yeah, you were going to have to yeah. put a point spread up. And, and yeah. then the official word comes down. Where were you with the point spread before the official announcement this morning that Chris Paul won't be playing in Game 6? Well, we had it at 10.5. We really, you know, it didn't look good for Chris Paul. But then when the official word came out, we went to 11-and-a-half with the game. Um, yeah, I mean, it looked, you know, I'm, I wasn't the greatest athlete in the world, but I did pull my hammy one time pretty bad. And i got to tell you, it takes a couple days for that thing, I mean, at least to heal. So I'm not sure how I mean, I, I would imagine Chris Paul's in a lot better shape than I was at the time. But it's still, uh, I'm not sure if they're planning on putting all their eggs in one basket to win a game seven or not. They might be. But uh, I think they're going to be up uh, up against it here uh, going into uh, Golden State without Chris Paul. It's always great, pal, when you come on the show. Thank you, Chris, for helping us out as always. Have a great uh, weekend, great Memorial Day. Thanks, bud. You guys, too. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. We'll see you, Chris. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. You got it. Bye-bye. That's Chris Andrews, the South Point. Always good. I love when he comes on the show, Trent. But A, he's a fun-loving guy, and B, he really knows his numbers, too. He does. He, he helps us out in figuring out those numbers. And how about that? After opening as a touchdown favorite, Iowa yeah. now just a four-point favorite against Iowa State. And that was the range that we were kind of talking about, Jimmy B. Yes. Thought that it was. It, you know, Chris usually reaches out when he's got a question on Iowa. He should have done it beforehand. Hopefully it doesn't cost him any money. Yeah, he's running the sports book. He'll be all right. He'll be okay. And, and well, you know, you know the group that runs the uh, South Point, Jimmy B. They're going to be just fine, regardless of, of the way that one turns out. Yes, yes, they will. I don't think that's going to be an issue for them. All right, everybody, we're coming right back. We're going to switch to the NBA. John Cannon will be our guest. It's coming up next on the Big Talker. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. 
Isolated thunder showers will wind down this evening and patchy fog is possible overnight as we fall to a low near 69. On Saturday, it'll be sunny and hot with a few isolated thunder showers to the south, a high near 93. I'm Local 5 meteorologist Brandon Lawrence. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. At the Home Depot, summer heat means it's time to add Vigoro colored mulch to your list and your cart. Right now, get five bags for just 10 bucks. Underneath it all, Vigoro lays down a layer of protection that helps retain soil moisture in shades of red, brown, or black. You can't control the heat. You can control the results. Vigoro colored mulch, five bags, 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Color selection may vary by store limit 60 bags per customer. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Welcome back, everybody. We continue right here. The Big Talker 1700, John Cannon, uh, bills himself as Mr. Basketball. Well, not really, but he likes to think that the Golden State Warriors, a team that he loves and has covered for years, is just unstoppable. If memory serves me correctly, he thought they were going to win out of 82, I think like 78 this past season. Then he no, told me that. They, <laughs> just a minute, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Okay. Then, he to, then he told me. Then he said that Steph Curry would be the leading scorer in the NBA and that Draymond Green would be the. Okay, maybe not all of that. John, how are you? And let's start first. How come your guys got Chris Paul hurt at the end of the game so now it looks like Golden State can win? Well, now, wait a minute. Let's talk about, if we're going to talk about injuries, can we talk about the Hamptons 4? Because, Jimmy, I'm telling you, let's, let's go back to 2016. Okay. 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 This was the season that the Warriors won 73 games. Yes. But right after the All-Star break, Andre Iguodala rolled his ankle, had actually had a rolled for him against Portland, and he missed, I think, 19 games. And they won 17 of those games, but they went from winning games by 20 and having their starters rest for the fourth quarter to every game being a high-wire act. And Steph Curry's minutes went up dramatically during that time. And then suddenly when the playoffs started, well, Steph started getting hurt. He got hurt twice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wound up missing a lot of time and was never really right, and they wound up not winning the championship that year because of the 
not only Steph's problems, but the whole Draymond Green thing and all that. So people right. do okay. not understand how important Andre Iguodala is to this team. Steve Kerr understands it. And, in fact, he had a great quote a couple of weeks ago. He said, Andre's like the babysitter. When the babysitter's there, everything's good. Mm-hmm. When the babysitter's not there, everything's chaos. And that's really what the Warriors look like these last couple of games without him there on both ends of the floor. He steadies them. And they need that fifth member of the Hamptons Five. If they, and I think they're going to get him back in this next game. It is too bad that Chris Paul is hurt. But people are like just glossing over the fact that here's a team that was really light on wings anyway. They're all centers on that bench. And now they lose Iguodala, a starting wing, and people are like, yeah, but they should still win. The fact that they've lost these two games at the buzzer is almost a miracle. Well, I'm not going to say it's almost a miracle, not when you start four All-Stars. Now, that's a little bit much, John. Now, the next point is you reference Chris Paul. And you said that Iguodala was the steady hand for the Golden State Warriors. James Harden hasn't played that well in this series. 0 of 11 last night behind the three-point line. Chris Paul came to the rescue. Chris Paul is the leader of the Houston Rockets. And unfortunately now, he is not going to play out with the hamstring. The Vegas odds makers have kicked the line into double digits in this game. That's unheard of, and it shows you the value of Chris Paul, John. Yes, and I, and I would not argue that at all. In fact, you could see him keeping James Harden's spirits up during the yes. game last night. So that Harden was viable at the end of that game. He quit shooting threes, much to the Warriors' chagrin, and started driving to the basket, getting to the free throw line uh, with these. How many times did he travel on, on, on drives to the basket where they wound up calling a foul? But he, but Chris, Chris Paul was that steadying force. And the irony is, Chris Paul has not been a great postseason player. But James Harden has been arguably a terrible postseason player in his career. And the bigger the game, the worse he plays. And Chris Paul really seemed to be the guy that, that kind of. Got, help them get more out of Harden. So yes, it's it's a um, it's sad for the, for the NBA, even for Warrior fans, that Chris Paul's going to miss this game. The hope, I, the last I heard, he's only out for Game Six, and the Warriors would need to win that game to force a Game Seven. Have you heard that that, that injury? I mean, it certainly didn't look good when he left, of course. But do you think uh, is anyone speculating whether he'd be available for a Game Seven or not? They haven't, they haven't made any determination yet if he'll be available. They are hoping that he would be available for Game 7 if needed. That's, that's the story. Okay. Well, when, when Quinn Cook is, is in there getting really important minutes and, and taking three-pointers for the Warriors, you, you know that that's not how they drew it up. So it's, it's a long season, and they tried to make it – you know, less impact on everybody's body this year, um, but here we are. You know, going to the to the end of the line, and injuries are a are a factor. Now, the Iguodala thing—he just knocked knees with James Harden. That was just a fluke. That could have happened in Game Three, but this Paul thing really looks like it's something he's kind of had on and off, and it just came and got him at a at a really terrible time. 
Hey, John, uh, a different direction here, and let's say that it does end. Uh, either uh, Houston hits 28 threes in Game 6 and, and <laughs> finds a way to get it done without Chris Paul, or they do win that Game 7 at home. That happens. Kevin Durant, he is in the final year of his contract. I don't think it's a likely scenario, but is there a scenario out there where he decides, you know what, I did this thing, it was great in Golden State playing with these guys, but I'm going to go do it on my own. I'm going to try to build a winner somewhere else. Is, is that realistic in any scenario in your mind with Durant? Well, you know, he and I don't talk anymore, which is, so I can't <laughs> right, really, right. I can't give you the, the inside scoop on that, but it, it's hard for me to imagine because it wasn't, it wasn't just the Warriors and, and those players. It was the Bay Area. It was the opportunities that were there. And let's face it, if you have all the money in the world, that's a really nice place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have all the money in the world, and that's why I don't live there anymore. <laughs> but but if, you, if you're making Kevin Durant money, uh, if you're making the money he turned down last year to facilitate the signings of Livingston and Iguodala, that's a, a pretty good amount to live on back there, just the money he turned down. So, no, I don't see him, I don't see him leaving. Uh, Clay Thompson's already talking about, uh, you know, kind of giving, giving the Warriors a hometown discount because he loves, Loves it there and just wants to stay there. Um, it, don't get me wrong. If they lose this series, it will be a tremendous disappointment. The, the, everybody in that organization and everybody in the fan base really felt going back-to-back back was kind of the only way to erase the, the taste of that 2016 season. And the irony, guys, is that these games down the stretch remind me so much of those last three Cleveland games, they, they, all of a sudden they can't get a shot. How can the Warriors not get a shot to try to win the game? How can Steph Curry is giving up shots? Clay Thompson passes the ball to Quinn Cook for a shot. It's like, no, this is your moment. Kevin Durant passed the ball off uh, in, in the, at the end of game, what was it, game four? And, and it's, it's just it's kind of shocking. But... So it will be a tremendous disappointment if they don't win. And I heard Draymond Green say post game last night, "We're still winning this thing." And I, I really, I believe to their core, they believe that. But I also believe that getting Iguodala back is a big part of it. John Cannon is our guest right here on the Big Talker seventeen hundred. We're talking NBA. All right, John, uh, we've had some fun here. Let's get down to brass tacks. Uh, the Warriors once again, however, will put. Four NBA All-Stars on the court for Game 6. Now the Houston Rockets will only put one, and that is James Harden. Does this, I mean, on paper and everywhere else, this looks like a Golden State easy victory. In all likelihood, that'll probably take place. But do you give Houston any shot in this game at all? Um. I have to say no. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the difference between wanting to win and needing to win. And when the Warriors have only wanted to win, they, they, they just don't play as well. Uh, they obviously need to win this game. And I see them really making that happen, Make, you know, really forcing that to happen. If they are in a situation where, Ordinarily, they'd get loose with the basketball. I think they will not get loose with the basketball. 
So I, I don't I don't give the Rockets any chance in Oakland. But man, that game seven, Chris Paul or no Chris Paul, that game seven is going to be a doozy. It is, and uh, yeah, game sevens in general are great. Are we going to get a game seven out east? Uh, you know, I, I really don't know. I don't know what to expect from from the Cavaliers in this in this game six. And and to be honest, guys, I just haven't tracked that series like I've you know been watching the Warriors one. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can't. It's it's, hard, it's always hard to count LeBron out, but um, I don't know what they have in them. The, the Cavs in this game. It just it seems really kind of capricious what they have to do to win these games, and they need a lot of help from Boston. And Boston might have kind of figured it out, you know, where they're not going to give them help. So they have to just kind of, if they have to just win it on their own and Boston doesn't make mistakes, I think they're going to have a really hard time. I'm still not sold on the Celtics on the road. We're, we're, we're dreadful against yeah, the no. uh, Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, and then they've been dreadful uh, against uh, Cleveland on the road as well. I still like the Cavs in, in tonight's game. Well, that's, that's kind of what I was saying. If, if the Celtics go back to what they have done on the road and, and, just, and just not play well, then yes, Cleveland will have an opportunity. If, if Brad Stevens can figure out a way to solve that and you think that he could, you know, um, after, after a given amount of time, you, you think that, that they would understand, you know, now they've played a lot of games on the road. They really hadn't at the beginning of this whole thing. So at some point it's going to kick in, and the road's not going to matter. Maybe it's, maybe it's this game. John, always good talking with you. You enjoy your weekend, three day weekend. Back at it on Tuesday. Enjoy the basketball, and well for you, hopefully a game seven of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and uh, and not a game eight. I don't want a game eight. <laughs> Thanks, John. All right, guys. Talk to you later. John Cannon checking in with us. Always fun talking with him, Jimmy B. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's fun when he comes on. I like to light him up. You know that a little bit. And it kind of reminds me when John comes on the show when Chris Paul did the shimmy uh, right in front of Steph Curry last mm-hmm. night after he drained that spectacular three ball. So that's kind of the, the same way that John and I kind of uh, react to each other. It's a lot of fun. He knows the game extremely well. And he's uh, covered the Golden State Warriors for years. So he knows them inside and out. Trent, I I just hope that we get uh, another good game tonight. I I really do. I think we will. I think we will. And uh, we're going to get into that later in the show. We'll make our picks coming up here in just a little bit. But we got to take a break. We're coming back. Kick it off at 5 o'clock hour. Wolfgang's going to stop by as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight on your Memorial Day weekend. It's Jimmy B and TC.